This is CliffCentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the CliffCentral.com website where there's a show for you. CliffCentral.com. This is Friday morning. This is Sex Talk with John T. Searle and some really cool and beautiful people in the studio with me this morning. <laughs> Kellen and Arne have okay. come to share their story. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And that's really, yeah. really awesome. So these guys have been on a journey of, of healing and growth and learning. Um, and the beautiful thing about this is, is firstly being willing to share your story and being so vulnerable with that, mm. but also showing people what's possible, how mm. you can heal, you can change. Um, and every time we share a story like this, every time we write an article, we get feedback from a workshop, from experiences, just makes it possible for somebody else and opens the door. And that's beautiful. So thank you. For sharing with us, that really is awesome. But let's see if anybody is smart this morning. Ninja sex, chocolate starfish, Twitter bag, Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is gold star. Ooh. (laughs) I know. Thanks, I've never heard of that. Dirty dictionary word. Gold star. If you know what a gold star is, uh, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. If you have any questions, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. If you have any comments, WhatsApp us on 079-748-2090. want to say anything, WhatsApp us. Very cool. What's a gold star? Any yeah. idea? Well, I know golden shower and I know a chocolate starfish. So I think it's a combination between the two, maybe. Well, that's weird. Sure. I like that. That's an amazing reach. That is really, really cool. (laughs) I immediately thought like nipple caps. What? Nipple caps. Gold stars. Nipple caps. I'm not familiar with this jargon. Okay. Okay, I like that. It's so far away from what it is, but that makes me <laughs> chuckle. Oh yes, oh, it really makes me chuckle. Absolutely. I wonder what you would actually call that, like anal urination. What would that? What's the fetish for A that? Golden douche. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's the other entrance. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, that would be an interesting one. So we're going to have to look that up. But if yeah. you know what anal urination is, message us. I'd like <laughs> to find out. Anybody listening? That would be a really interesting oh one. Okay, you can come back. Whoa. You can come back because that's a really interesting one. Yeah. So at the end of the show, we will tell you what. What it is. A gold star. I'm curious. Now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anticipation. Absolutely. Okay. So, what prompted you guys to begin a journey of, of healing and growth? Hmm. Well, um, we are two people from widely different backgrounds when yeah. it comes to sex. Like super different. Okay. It's like How chalk different? and cheese. Well, um, I was one of the first generation that basically got introduced to internet porn. Okay. So from about the age of 15 to... No, but your dad, your dad was also... Yeah, my dad was also quite big into the hardcore porn scene. Like, um, I remember when I was six years old, I discovered his hustlers under (laughs) my parents' bed trying to get the cat out. And I was blown away, like, seeing this as a child, not even knowing what an erection is, then Hmm. seeing an erection inside a vagina, it literally looks like the intestines are coming out. So I was, like, completely blown away. And um, Yeah, I come from, like, a... Yeah, um, Kellen comes, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, I come from a very conservative background where everything was, like taught to me in a Christian way. (laughs) And, you know, it was, you don't, you don't talk about your sexuality, like, at all. It's not something that you 
talked about or even your spirituality was was formed around the Christian belief system mm. and what your mom and dad told mm. you and so it was very yeah a very traditional sort of background and then yeah, I met this okay. guy so yeah. we were too extreme yeah, trying yeah. to like find a middle ground yeah and for that to happen both mm. of us needed to come to the realization that I'm wrong and also she's, she's wrong yeah. so what is right okay. and that is why we yeah. Whole yeah. And it, like, we weren't actually looking for, we weren't thinking, oh, we're going to find like our spiritual, or we weren't thinking our spiritual journey is going to take us on a, a sexual, sexual yeah. Uh-huh. And which actually surprised me because, um, I found a lot of sort of myself and like coming back to myself and like realizing who I really am and figuring that out for myself. Um, through this sexual experience and through this journey that we've been going on. And it, it, yeah, it was really like a bit of a peeling all the layers back and discovering what I actually thought of myself and not what, and not allowing what my parents had told me or what mm. school had taught me or what society had taught me. Ab- even what I told you. Yeah. Or even what Anne, my partner had told me about who I am as a woman or what my sexuality is as a person or a woman or whatever. And so, yeah. So like, it's been a really amazing mm. journey. Mm. Like that's, a, oh. that's something that always fascinates me that everybody who does a journey um, at some point says they're amazed at how much it's about sex yeah. and how little it has to do with sex. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And for yeah. me, the big thing is that it brings the understanding that our sexuality is connected to every Everything. single part of who yeah. we are yeah. and every part of who we are is connected to exactly, our sexuality, yeah. like this beautiful organic relationship. Yeah. Um, and because we've been taught to put sex in this very separate little box yeah. that's not part of us, mm. you know, we take it out under very specific circumstances, yeah. very specific contexts. And it's always hidden away. It's always that's a it. secret. Like it's just this huge taboo. And mm. why? Like no one can explain to me why sexuality is a taboo. Mm. <laughs> like it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. something, yeah. I had an understanding this week that I'll share with you a yeah. little bit later. It was actually, I was writing something. Um, oh, yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been able to write yeah. for a while. In the last two weeks, I've actually been writing a lot. Awesome. Oh, wow. awesome. <laughs> um, and it, while I was writing a piece, it came to me in in a different way of understanding. Mm. Um, but essentially, we put it in this in the separate little box, and mm. our genitals are totally separate. They're not integrated mm. into who we are. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And there's so much guilt and shame and embarrassment yeah. about that. Yeah. And that's actually funny. I was actually telling Anna that on the day that we actually have our first experience, sexual experience mm. when we're young, when we're mm. really, really young, because we're, when we're about six or seven, we're then getting introduced to our genitals. And mm. it's not this like taboo thing. It's like, hi, this is my body. Get mm. to know it. Like, I'm, you know, I have these parts. Boys have this parts. Like, yeah, it's not, weird it's actually it's something that you have to know otherwise you just get disconnected from your body and then yourself essentially yeah. and our parents and society make it weird yeah, yeah. exactly and that's when the shame starts getting yeah. placed on it yeah. in regards to like going yeah yeah and, <laughs> and it's huge you know it has enormous impact on on women not having orgasms mm. um, on low libido on painful mm. sex on the guilt the shame the yeah. embarrassment not yeah. asking for what we want so many different mm. things yeah so when you walked into this journey, what kind of expectation did you have? Well, Ane um, thought he was going to get a lot more sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like I, I first needed to like, uh, how do you say it? Like, make it more uh, something called concrete. You know, like it yeah. was very fuzzy. Like my sexuality, it was like, okay, what's going to give me a rush this time? You know, and mm. like throughout the journey, like it has become more of a, you know, like a structure like you can actually see the every single facet of it and understand it and through it yourself but um we walked into this because like if sex is not good in the relationship the relationship starts um effing out like really badly like we used to fight about the smallest things just because like we were not getting sexually fulfilled Mm. like yeah yeah, but that's the thing. When sex isn't working and we're not having 
fulfilling sex, mm. every other part of our relationship Falls is apart. impacted yeah. because that's often the space of intimacy. Yeah. And when we don't have that intimacy, mm. we don't have a space to talk about other things. Mm. No. Yeah. And it's huge and people don't realize that. But the interesting thing is when we're not having sex, we think often that we're looking for sex but we're often looking for intimacy and sensuality. Yeah. We just think that sex is the path to get that. Yeah, yeah. Instead of learning about sensuality and sensual yeah. connections, yeah. which you guys did. Mm-mm. And what was the impact of that? Well, um, because I had such a an active sex drive in the beginning. Um, what Kellen used to do, like, um, well, just later on when she f- started feeling more comfortable, is when I started getting like a bit too handsy or too grabby she would just like quickly get me off hmm. and even though you'd think that would be like oh yeah now I'm feeling good you don't feel good afterwards hmm. you don't feel close to her you don't hmm. feel fulfilled or intimate or hmm. yeah so yeah like it wasn't just we had to realize that it wasn't just about sex it wasn't hmm. just about this unfulfilling orgasm that everyone mm. just rushes toward you know it's like it's absolute it's more it's, it's the journey towards that yeah way. it's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not about orgasm because even though even if you are getting the orgasm it's still unfulfilling yeah. and so like we had to figure out what was missing what is this emptiness or this lack that both of us were feeling mm-hmm. and it was interesting well in my journey specifically i found that um even though I know, I think I said this already, but even though Ane and I were going in this together, there was so much work that I had to do on a mm. personal level that he couldn't help me with, that I had to break through, that I had to get over, I had to get my mind out of this funk that it was in and actually like be real and like, yeah. be like, this is what I need from you. Like, this is what. And that is the biggest thing is that connection when being real, when being, yeah. and when being like asking mm. for. Like the small things, you know, as yeah. soon as that partner like says like, no problem, man, mm. then you feel like accepted, you feel loved. You yeah, because most of the time we don't even realize that that's actually what we're looking for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we don't. Yeah. And it's the small little sensual things often that make such a difference. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we have e- enormous fear of, 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 of rejection, mm. of embarrassment mm. um, for asking for what it is that we want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a quick diversion. A gold star is someone who is the perfect idea of their sexual orientation, gender, identity, etc. Uh, something like that, like gold star lesbians. It's a good <laughs> guess, but it's far away. Oh. It's, it's far got away. to do with something else, guys. <laughs> but what you said there is, is important. And the way that I've come to understand it is that you can't fix a relationship, really. Mm-mm. I can change something in me. Mm. You can shift something in you. Yeah. Then what's between us can change. Yeah. yeah. So what we're bringing to our relationship is simply ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. And in that, I need to do my own work, my own healing, my own growth, my own learning of myself. Yeah. You need to do that. Then something yeah. between us can change. Yeah. So it very much becomes your journey and your journey, mm. and then. There's your journey together. together yeah, yeah exactly. that, that concept of the journey together is actually such a powerful concept mm. because when you actually start structuring your relationship like you would like to structure your own life, mm. something unique and powerful starts yeah. happening from that. It's yeah. almost like a force, like a yeah, yeah. It's like mm. creating something completely new, like a, a third entity, you know. Mm. And yeah, like mm. it supports the individual and it like helps the individual mm. and. Oh, it's, it's a really beautiful thing yeah. Yeah, to actually Again, it's this organic growth of, yeah. of, of what you're bringing constantly To expand the relationship mm. And what the relationship is giving you Yeah On your own Yeah, exactly mm. Yeah, it's really beautiful <laughs> yeah. yeah And that's where we see That so much of it is not only about sex mm. Mm. Yeah uh, Yeah you know, A lot of it is not about sex and, and bringing those beliefs mm. But then we start getting into the higher places of sex And that's where it really starts But you can only do that when the foundation Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Yeah, there's a lot different. of Like even though we've only been on I mean, when did we start we this? We started this a year ago Not, and not even, even with um, you, like Jonti Because we first August. had another um, Tantra teacher mm. Which we weren't feeling comfortable with So we only started with you in July July mm. that's, Yeah That's seven months ago wow. Yeah and I so mean the yeah. journey and the growth that we've gone through because of that has been exponential. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. no, it really it's has. Amazing. Like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like we've learned so much about ourselves and each other. And so, what you have know. you learned about you, firstly, Kelly? Well, <laughs> um, so a lot of it that's been coming up in the last couple of months has been this whole like, um, who am I as a woman in mm. this world? Because, so I know we spoke about this the other day, but. Um, there was this amazing philosopher and it just really stuck with me. She's a French philosopher and um, she said something about how as women today, we haven't really been given the opportunity to, to define ourselves mm. as women, as the feminine, because we were <laughs> suppressed in this way by men. And um, I'm not man-hating, really, but it, yeah. And so... Men got to define themselves and then women just had to be the opposite of what men were. Mm. And then also on top of that, we had this, I had a family, well, shame, it's not my family's fault. It's also just what they have been taught. But we were told that this is what girls do. This is what boys do. Girls wear pink, boys wear blue, blah, blah, blah. So what this has really done for me was just to like say like, but I don't fit into any of this. Mm. Like, as women, I think when it comes to our sexuality, we're either prudes or we're sluts. And then there's like no in between. And if you do, then, oh, you're like a sexual deviant mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. And it's like, but I don't identify with any of that. I don't feel that that is who I am or, yeah. So a lot of it has been self-discovery is just mm. like, yeah, I'm allowed to be sexual. <laughs> like it's beautiful and it makes me feel good. And it, it has this creative energy to it. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can be sexual in any way that you like. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the way that you're sexual today doesn't necessarily have to be the way that you're sexual tomorrow. tomorrow. And that's okay. Like, mm. I'm not going crazy or whatever. It's just like it's changing. I'm learning and I'm discovering. And it's like, I've got so much to discover because a lot of my life, my sexuality has been suppressed. Mm. And I think... I think a lot of women actually go through it as one well still. Like, I mean, I'm, how old am I? 26. So, <laughs> like, I'm so glad that I figured this out sort of now and not when I'm like an older woman who has lived this whole long life feeling this lack and this mm. emptiness and no one can understand why. And as soon as, and also like, it's been amazing with the partner that I have because he's also given me that room to do it. He hasn't mm. said like, no, I don't accept this because he couldn't get his mind around it. He actually was like, wow, okay. Well, I don't know. How have you felt? Like, no, no, I've definitely felt the same way in regards to that because, um, like I say, my whole sexual journey was defining what my sexuality was. I've been so oversaturated with this concept called sex, which in, in fact is just pornography or smut. But, like, learning what it is and learning that being held is just going to give me just as much comfort and just mm. as much love and just as much fulfillment as what, uh, what, <laughs> like, getting horny at a sudden and mm. starting to go down one, like, I call it the, um, the porn hole. It's basically mm. going to, like, worse and worse and worse things, just trying to feel something in regards yeah, to that. Yeah, you need more and more extreme mm. before yeah, that. It's, it's like a drug. It starts, like... Like mm. they say, it's like when you masturbate, only one of the chemicals gets released. But when mm. you have sex, like the two chemicals that get released starts actually balancing and working in harmony with one another, not putting your system out of like, whack. what do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of whack, like yeah. oversaturating it to the point where you start becoming numb to it. Yeah. Mm. You know, what's amazing about this is, is that you guys are young. Mm-hmm. And the incredible thing about this is that not a lo- lot of young people will undertake this kind of journey. Yeah. Uh, from the point, firstly, of not being aware of a lot of mm, the issues mm. or thinking that they're going to go away by themselves. Yeah. They're going to kind of solve I'll themselves. Grow it, yeah. But we don't. And it sticks. In fact, they get worse. Yeah. Um, and get that's worse. why so many people get to a point where relationships end because of issues like this, mm. because they haven't done this. Yeah. And, and part of that is that we're not taught to be good lovers or have good mm-hmm. relationships. No. And not only the sexual side, but how to communicate what mm. love is, what intimacy is. Um, how do we expand? How do we grow? Yeah. Um, in that. So yeah. we get to a point of, of often of crisis, and sometimes you can't come back from that. No. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really sad, actually. Yeah, it <laughs> makes an enormous difference. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I think, like, a lot of these roadblocks are placed on our past to, in order to learn. And because all of us think that we have to be in a relationship to be fulfilled, 
when we have that relationship and then we still aren't fulfilled because of a sexual lack of because of whatever yeah. lack that is the chance of you like learning what it is that life is actually trying mm. to teach you and it is trying to teach you every yeah. little stumble every little roadblock yeah. every little thing that like doesn't resonate with you is yeah. trying to show you that there is something that will yeah yeah one of the other things that i definitely learned on this journey is that we're so quick to blame the other person for mm. oh you made me feel this <laughs> <laughs> and it's like but what how can someone else make you feel something they might have done something that caused you to feel that yeah but like it's not their fault like yeah. this is something that's being triggered in you and that's causing this like feelings yeah, or this feeling emotion is, the feeling is yours yeah yeah, yeah exactly the the trigger trig- for it. yeah 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 exactly the feeling is yours yeah, yeah. yeah so you owning your own anger yes mm-hmm. whatever on aid that triggers your anger yeah well, but the anger is yours yeah. yeah and like i also I can't keep blaming my partner for all the, <laughs> the shit that I do all the time. <laughs> and it's like, you have to take ownership of that because then you can say like, wow, I really don't want to be this person. Yeah. So how do I change that? How mm-hmm. do I react differently in this situation? Mm-hmm. And now, there's yeah. a big thing with that that says, um, it, we have the idea or the expectation that as soon as we're in this relationship, Everything's going to be fine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No. And then, be happy ever after. And then if we could just change our partner or if they would just do something <laughs> yeah. different, instead of saying, well, this is a journey and an adventure. Mm. And some of it, to be blunt, is going to be fucking uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. It's not all going to be happy. <laughs> no, not at no. all. But amazing opportunity exists mm-hmm. from that. Mm. Yeah. And that's really interesting. There's a cool message here. Um, such an interesting topic today. I was married for 17 years and the sexual communication was very absent. And try as I may, my ex would never want to talk about it. I've subsequently been in a relationship with an amazing woman. Right from the start, we discarded all insecurities by being completely open about likes, dislikes, and being unabashedly honest about everything. We have a fantastic sex life and a connection with each other that is unparalleled to another relationship either of us have been in. Thanks That's for amazing. the show mm. and have a great weekend. <laughs> you guys are inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Never knew. Yeah, never knew. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Sure. But it's about possibility. Mm. Um, yeah. 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 Life is short enough. You know, you need yeah. to like live it to the fullest. Yeah. Like, the realest you, the purest you. you know? Yeah. Like there's nothing to lose. Like there really you're isn't. just going to well, discover so much. That's all the judgment. Yeah. And, uh, the idea we've put on is that if a relationship doesn't work, it's a failure. Yeah. And, and therefore there's enormous fear of losing mm. that mm. because of what it means. Yeah. And essentially no relationship is a failure. If it doesn't, Mm-mm. if it doesn't last, it, it doesn't last. And that's all. And yeah. sometimes there's a point to that. We come together for a certain time. Mm. We share something. There's learning, something, there's growth, yeah. there's experience. And then there's the next. Yeah. And the next. Yeah. And this idea of forever after, that's a, it's a wonderful gosh. idea. <laughs> and it certainly can be. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> but it's not for everybody and it's not Mm-mm. for every relationship. Mm-mm. Definitely um, not. Yeah. And we just kind of cling to this. You know, it's, mm. this, it's this religious idea. Yeah. yeah. Very, very much. Yeah. And your relationship, if it doesn't last, has not failed. Mm-hmm. No. If you're doing the same thing five times in a row. Yeah, and learning nothing from it. Then yeah. Then you yes. have failed. But for the rest of it, no. It's this learning and experience of sharing. And if that was amazing and beautiful, then sometimes that's it. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then take that with you. That's part of yeah. your journey. You've learned something. You've either learned what you do want or you, you don't want essentially yeah, and, and it becomes a part of you mm, yeah that you can then bring to your next relationship or just like yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's all and that's it's beautiful that. yeah because when we can step out of that fear we can step into possibility yeah mm, mm, mm. so fear is a contractive mm. it puts us in the space of oh, i can't say this because of what he or she is going to yeah, say yeah exactly i can't tell him or her what i really want sexually because of what they're going to say yeah i can't express my anger or my irritation or yeah. my frustration or whatever yeah because of what they're going to say mm. and all that happens is we just sit with that inside of ourselves exactly yeah 
It's like that whole fear-based like thing. It's like, oh, I don't want to say this because I'm scared that this person's going to be upset. Or yes, but if he does get upset, then maybe that's not the right person for you. If he Ooh. constantly like, if every single time you would like to talk about intimacy or you'd like to talk about sex or and change. he's just constantly putting you down, then that's a big sign of like maybe that person mm. is not right for you. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah, and that's if you all. You want to grow, and that person does it, like Jonty always says. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing, you know. I say to people who walk in with relationship issues and I say, I'm not here to fix your relationship. No, yeah. And I'm here to help you be happier. Yeah, mm. exactly. Whatever that is. And yeah. if that's together, that's fantastic. Mm. And yeah. if it's not, then that's, that's okay. great. Yeah. Because then you have a chance to create happiness. Yeah. Your partner has the chance to create happiness. And then we're creating happier people. Exactly, yeah. But when yeah. we're doing things like we're staying together for the kids. <laughs> All that you're teaching your kids is not authenticity. Yeah. And they learn that love is screaming at each other or throwing a cold shoulder for whatever yeah. the wife does wrong. Yeah. Because that's our patterning. That's where we exactly. come from. You yeah. abuse them even more by staying together, yeah. I feel. Yeah. Like, my parents were divorced at a very young age. Yeah, and my parents it do. it did not top me in any mm. effect at all. Like, it showed me that you can have extended families. You can have, like, people that you can call your stepmom and your stepfather. Mm. And also, like, to resist, yeah, <laughs> how do you say it? Like, to see a parental figure but also not take it as an authority figure. Yeah. That's a very important thing, I think, yeah. that a lot of kids need to learn. Yeah, yeah. just because those were our parents... <coughs> Very often we can learn how to do something by seeing how not to. Mm. Yes. yes. Yeah. And often that is the patterning we get from, from mm. families. Mm. Is yeah. How not to. Like mm. I've also realized in this whole journey that even though my, I mean, my mom and dad, like they're amazing, but they, they had their faults, but also you kind of like realize that like they're also just trying their best. Okay, you oh. know, like they've never had a, child to deal with or whatever like they were just surviving and doing their best and then they had like all these kids thrown in the mix or whatever yeah because nobody teaches us and where do we go to to learn about this and often the places that we go to are very judgmental they're very limited yeah you you go to like a religious figure to learn about sex with all due respect Uh, don't go do there. Like, don't go to your don't priest go to learn there. about sex because fair chance they've never had any yeah. sex. So you want advice on? Well, they have with children. <laughs> or you want advice on on how to do on anal urination? <laughs> Please don't make me do that. Baby, it's <laughs> not a fetish yet. Oh gosh! <laughs> all, all that you're going to do is get a judgment. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Not, not a how-to. No, because mm-hmm. yeah, they they don't know. They mm. just don't know they haven't spiritual figure and we like put everything on them yeah like financial advice from my priest (laughs) like insurance like every type of advice you think Mm. he Mm. will know because you think he's talking to a higher power and he's Mm. basically relating information to you he's not google (laughs) guys like good at spiritual stuff and maybe not even at that yeah and even what's on google is often very 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 false Mm. yeah Mm. but i think like in that you should just if something resonates with you, then great. But if it doesn't, then it doesn't have to be your truth. Like, mm-hmm. you need to discover it out for yourself. You need to read or learn or just listen and just take it in and let it come to you. Don't mm-hmm. just take what people are saying f- like at face value. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't just take their mm-hmm. advice because sometimes... Never take anyone's... Well... <laughs> yeah, like... Like that's why I said, if it resonates with you and it makes, and you can say like, yeah, I can accept this, then yeah. But you have to really think about it, and if it doesn't, then it it doesn't, and that's just okay. It's just not for you. Maybe yeah. it resonates with someone else. Great but for them. Also, <laughs> not don't just place everything with if it fits with you, because a lot of things that are uncomfortable are part of like that. Uh, what do you call it? Cons- um, cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. When something is challenging your core thoughts of belief, the immediate feeling you have is to push it away. Mm. That might not necessarily mean that it's not resonating with you, mm. but because it has such a big impact on what your life is going to go through mm. by making this decision, it will have yeah, make like a big yeah. discomfort in your life that yeah, might pa- actually come the with the beliefs forever. and the patterning. Mm. Yeah. So there's some there's an idea that I've been been working with for a while um, in my life and that I've been sharing with with people is that um, there's an idea that if we can be more in the question mm. than looking for answers, 
the journey becomes very, very different. Yeah. Mm. So we tend to look for answers because the way that our mind works is that's what we want. Mm. Mm. And that's comfortable, it's easy. Yeah, we want facts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one of the worst questions that you can ask is why you do something. Mm. Because even if you know why, if which is a big if, mm. that doesn't mean you know how to do it differently or how to change it. Mm. Mm. That's what yeah. it becomes and that's what it stays. Yeah. So when we can start asking questions and being more in the question, we start to find a different perspective. Mm. Mm. And then to say that any answer that comes up is simply the piece of a puzzle. Yeah. It's yeah. not the whole, the whole thing. thing. Mm. Yeah. And it's just one layer. Yeah. And very often we want Something that's reasonably immediate mm. Mm. So I ask why I'm doing this And within a day or so I need to know This is why I'm doing it <laughs> Instead of saying Okay, so I could be different in my relationship Or my relationship could be different mm. How? Mm. And there might not be an immediate answer to that And mm. it might take time mm. Part of that is because of the beliefs That we have are so strong mm. Yeah, The programming, the patterning, the conditioning mm. And just because you think that you want something in a relationship or you've always thought it was important doesn't mean that it is. Mm. Mm. And if it is, then yes, you hold on to that. <laughs> yeah. Because if that's your thing, then, then that's your, your thing. Tr- you do that. Yeah. If this is important for you, this is important mm. for yeah. you. But just simply to question it, to say, if for 26 years I've thought this is important, mm. is it important? Mm. Yeah. And if it is, that's it. You yeah. hold on to that. You yeah. fight for that. Yeah. You should ask yourself, will I have my happily ever after if I finally get what I've always been looking yeah. for? And if yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. then yes. Then yeah. go for it. Absolutely. But yeah. most of the time, no. It's but not. Yeah. Ask the question. Yeah, exactly. To say, is this important? Mm. Yeah. So touch is really important for me to be with mm. a tactile, sensual person. Yeah. And I'm a beautifully sensual and tactile, my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's important, then yes, that's what I want. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And that's all. Mm. So what was one thing that you learned that was really important to you? Huh. Uh, okay. You want to go first? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, not to be judged. Huh. I think okay. it's one of the most important factors of a relationship. Like whatever you bring to the table... Mm-hmm. If your partner can like accept it for you, you are without having to like think that you're a weirdo or a sicker or like some kind of number, <laughs> like, like anal urination. Yes, I yes. don't want to be judged for putting that on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, he puts a lot of things on the table, though. <laughs> yes, but I always like <laughs> things need to be discussed and things need to like be questioned. You know, yeah, like, get the question. Like, yeah. yeah, my sexuality is still not defined. Like I like to, yeah. Just yeah. Like part by part, piece by piece. And I'm going to tell you now. that for a lot of men, that's a huge issue. I was thinking about that, and I think it is because most of us have spent close to 80% of our lives being homophobic. Mm. We are so scared of gay that we are scared of being gay. Yeah, Ooh. but I think that's like like the way you were brought up. Because no, I think very everyone. Like you were brought up, brought up in like, I mean... And, okay, an Afrikaans community. Yeah, <laughs> and then in an old boys school where yeah. you're like mocked for it. So I think maybe that's like just the kind of experience that you had. Because I don't know, hey, because I have been meeting a lot of people that is not part of my school friends, like people from different cultures, like especially with like the work that I do, a lot of African cultures oh, yeah. and stuff like that. They completely fear, like. Gay people and also especially like it in themselves because they do not want to become what they hate. Yeah, but they also like I don't know, like I think like different cultures and stuff. There's like a, yeah, yeah there's a it's a, like I think it's also the way that like different cultures and different communities look at it mm. and like what they've been taught. So yeah. yeah, and for a lot of men, emotionally and sexually, that's a huge thing. Sexually, yeah. for putting my desires, my fantasies, um, yeah. my likes, my dislikes on the table, it's a huge thing. But emotionally, for a lot of men, to share their dreams, to share their vulnerabilities, there's enormous fear of being judged mm. in that. But I think where I was going with that was because... Huh? You're quite a butt guy. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm That's a bit of a... But a female butt. I mean, there's a big difference between a male butt and a female oh butt. <laughs> well, in a way, there is <laughs> in a way, there's not. And I always say to people that it needs to kind of all be fair, that if you want to stick a finger in her butt, she needs to be able to do that to And you. I completely agree. <laughs> 
So now Callan's blushing just a little bit. So much. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. No, no. Okay. That's okay. We're keeping it for special occasion. Oh, gosh. Time. I always learn that sounds like wife status. Something. Yes. <laughs> like saying that. So now you have to answer the same question. Ah, um, whoa. Uh, what was the question? What have we... What, have what you, is important yeah, to you mm. that, that, that you've learned that this is important for yeah. me to hold on to? So I think I haven't really found anything that I need to hold on to. But I think most of the thing that's really important to me is that space to be allowed to discover this for myself and not... And not also in a way not be judged, but also be told that it's wrong because this, you know, sometimes like you said, like today I'll think something and then tomorrow I'm like, well, that was not, that was not for me actually, Mm -hmm. but it was a thought that popped up. It was, it was just an experience. It was just a thing that I needed to go through. And I think the thing that's very important for me in this, in our relationship is that I have that space to do that and not be like no (laughs) you can't do that or um that's not what good girls do or whatever because yeah there's a lot of conditioning christian conditioning (laughs) that i had to break through yeah so i think that was yeah the freedom Mm. to just be Mm. is something that i yeah i think that's why a lot of people can't find it in a relationship is because that other partner doesn't always feel comfortable enough to open up like Mm. Hmm. what's changed about the way you see your body well, I've always loved my body. Colin <laughs> has gotten a lot of like, because yeah, I'm on the other edge of the spectrum. But like, um, growing up as a Christian, almost that Mormon-like girl. <laughs> but still, like a lot of it, a lot of emphasis emphasis was placed on your appearance in regards mm. to sexuality. Mm. So I, lo- I think a lot of it would be more towards you, <laughs> yeah, than it would be towards me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Like, if you look, well, when I looked at my journey, so, like, I remember when I was younger, like, 13 or so, like, you always get, like, I don't know, like, in in school, we'd have, like, you know, you're learning about your sexuality in, in, in school and whatever, and then when you, I remember, like, going away, and men would always, like, catcall, like, is that, yeah, is that the right mm-hmm. way? I don't know, yeah. So then... You like even though it's something that uh, it's just catcalling people, just but it starts shaping you mm. as a young girl because then also you'd get comments. It's like, oh, when you're 18, you know, mm. it's like, what does that mean? It's kind of scary because yeah. yeah, like what would this guy do with yeah, that society so, to block him? From yeah, but number? but exactly. And so it's like my body, <laughs> like I was ashamed of it because I'm like, oh, it's going to get me into trouble if I show my legs because then I like my legs aren't free or if I show my neck. It's like, so it becomes your fault. Yeah, or like you become like, oh, you want to keep this away from the world, and then when you're 18, you're like, oh, now, now I'm like free for all. <laughs> like it's not like this crime anymore to like, yeah. So like, I really had to learn to take back my body and to say like, you know what, I'm okay with this body. Like it's mine, and whatever you're gonna say about it shouldn't affect me because that's your shit that you need to deal with, and this is mine. And like sometimes, like still today, like the other day I was in Woolworths and someone was like, "Oh, diva," and I'm like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> like looking at me and calling me a diva. It's like, like I felt like I wanted to just like slap that guy in the in the throat and be like, "Why are you saying that? Like, why? Why?" Is it okay? Oh, is this is the internet. Like, yeah. Why are you on my yeah. So I think, like, in my body, I also had to like take it back and then say, like, okay, I'm I'm okay with this body. Like, mm. and then also like in our relationship, I think that also showed because now I'm like, oh look, <laughs> like yes. I feel, you know, like sexy. you feel sexy and you start feeling like, ooh, <laughs> this really this impacted on the pleasure that you have and that you'll allow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Allow. That's the, that's the key thing. It's cause like you've, you become so protective over this body that like, don't touch that don't, because it's got this like negative connotation. Mm. And then you start think you start taking back your body and you're like, yes, I will allow that. I, it's safe. It feels mm. good. It's like, and I'm allowed to feel that. I'm not al- like, you don't have to feel ashamed of your body and like the pleasures that it brings. And also the other strange thing that I also noticed was that like, um, we were always taught that your body is to pleasure someone else. We're never, yeah, like 
you as a man have to like make it. it. <laughs> yeah, or you if you don't make it, the woman come, you're a bad lover and vice versa. Yeah, and your pleasure is his responsibility. Yeah, and then it's like, well, why can't it be my responsibility? Why is it like, why mm. is my body his <laughs> to pleasure mm. and vice versa? So that it's was very a, much so that idea of ownership in a way. Yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. As as women, you're conditioned to give yourself to this man. Yeah, mm, your body is his. Yeah, he will decide what you do with it, how you do it, yeah. who will share it with, in what way. Yeah, instead of you owning it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you like complain about it, then it's like this whole ego trip, and you're not yeah. making him feel like a man, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except like nothing makes you feel more like a man than a woman like experience owning her, her sexuality, sexuality like, in yeah. front of you. Like. So the thing is that a lot of men are actually terrified of the fullness of a woman's mm. sexuality hmm. because they know that they can't match it they can't keep up with it um, and they can't fully pleasure her mm-hmm. yeah, you you know, like so there was a phobia or something like that yeah it's, uh, for most men I think it's the greatest fantasy and their greatest fear <laughs> the fantasy is the sexually free woman because there's nothing she will not do mm. but the fear is they can't match that they can't keep up with that mm. they can't oh. pleasure her why would she be stuck with you if there's all these yeah. other... Yeah. And, and female sexual pleasure, until men learn about their own, is so much more powerful. Mm. You know, it's always thought that there's this interesting idea that men tend towards non-monogamy more than women. <laughs> Biologically, it's actually just the opposite. Because mm. once a man has had an orgasm and ejaculation, he's sexually done. he's done. Yeah. And for a woman, often that's just the beginning. <laughs> so how many more orgasms can she have? How yeah. much more sex does she want? How many more lovers can she have? Absolutely, yeah. in any given moment, yeah. Yeah. to reach that, that pleasure. Mm. So when a man starts to learn about that and controlling and moving his sexual energy, mm. which is it's something that magic. we've talked about quite a lot, mm. it really shifts things. Yeah. So what do those kind of conversations have? What impact did they have for you? The conversations about the moving of the energy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where it goes deeper to our spiritual Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, everything is in, everything is energy. Mm. And, like, I like to think that our personality is based on seven specific dials on our nervous system. Mm-hmm. And you can activate and tune those dials with your intentions and with this energy that starts moving throughout you. And... Sexual energy is actually by far the most powerful, powerful energy. Yeah. So to change yourself, to like transmute yourself, you actually have to like be able to understand that and also mm. to saturate yourself with that energy to be able to move it and mm. make it free flow. Yeah, so it's like uh, like for fear, for example, if you have this fear, like yes. what is what is the opposite of that fear and what would it's that like mean and what would that look like? And and so you start taking that fear and you start saying like, I don't want to have this kind of fear specifically in my sexuality and in my relationship. So how do we transition? How do we transmute that fear into something that is uh, open and excited and free and liberated and you know, like, yeah, it's ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you are constantly fear-based, you're di- dialing the, the dial back, you know, mm. yeah. making the volume softer. Yeah. But if you're constantly, like, challenging that fear and overcoming it, yeah. you're starting to show bravery and you're starting to, like, amplify that, mm. starting to make it free flow. Like, the energy starts, like, moving better, starts flowing better, and it starts showing itself in your life. Yeah, and it, like, starts permeating because yes, it's not affecting... I definitely think these dials are placed there and they... How do you explain? They basically create the situations that you come in to try and challenge you so that you can either fail or overcome. Mm. And by tuning those inner gears in your own personal space, mm. life doesn't have to show it to you anymore. Yeah. So to me, it almost feels like after starting to work with the energy, life starts making more sense. Yeah, well, it's like obstacles that you have to overcome instead of like folding in and saying like, oh, I can't deal with this. My mm. life's in ruins. It's like, yes. okay, but like... If you overcame this, what would that mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what would and that do? Those questions that you ask there are really important. What would this be like without the fear? How could mm-hmm. it be? What could be possible? How could I feel? Yeah. Um, what could I do with that? Yeah. Those are the kind of questions that start to shift it. Mm. Oh, it's like the Batman analogy. <laughs> it's like Batman is the guy without fear. You can reach whatever point you have if you have an extreme in one point of view or another. <laughs> 
A little weirder. I know. But and what is your body perspective? How's that shifted your pleasure? Um. So it's been a lot more open, I guess. Like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um. So, oh, this one's. A, I don't know. <laughs> Like how? Like maybe? Okay. Like how have I been different since? How have you been different? Yeah. Sure. It's quite the present. Mm. You're much more present. I feel like before she started like experiencing her own sexuality, she would see it as a chore. <laughs> sex. You know, like she would try and get it over as done with, like she would push it aside to the last minute until I go fucking snap, you know. That's a really big thing for a lot of people is that sex is is transactional in a way. Yes. Mm. In terms of if I give him sex there's gonna be peace for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. And it would yeah. definitely be like that for oh, like sure, close I'm to the sorry. three years of our relationship. <laughs> And then, like, when she started, like, experiencing sex as, like, this beautiful thing in itself, like, it wasn't just me, like, constantly pestering her for sex anymore. She would actually bring it to the table herself, and I would actually get to step back. You know, I would not have to bring it to the table every time. I would not have to poke and, like, constantly try and bring up, like, everything in regards to sex to try and, like, make her snap that, hey, I'm looking for it right now. You actually have started saying, I actually want sex sometimes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, now I'm. Uh, Kalen is like a (laughs) (laughs) She's a free goddess. She's like she. Yeah. She's my goddess. Yeah, I think that's like how it's changed me most. It's just like this freedom, and Mm. I think also like it's liberating and it's beautiful. Yeah, like when you were talking about like oh men fear this and men fear women's sexuality. Like as a woman, like. I want to be able to experience that sexual liberation to the fullest. And I'm not looking for someone to meet me in that or match me in that, but actually just support me in that. Mm. And that's it. And just be like, it's good. Like, yeah. what? it's amazing. And you go and I will be here and supporting you in the whole yeah, way. And you throughout ever. Like, yeah. You tell me whatever. Like, that is, that is what I mm. like. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's it. Mm. And that's a huge thing because of the freedom that it gives you mm. and the yeah, impact it has on, on the expression in every other aspect of your relationship. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a beautiful journey. Yeah. Mm. What's been really hard along the way for you to acknowledge about yourself, about your relationship? That I'm a little bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, like legit. <laughs> Listen, yeah. there's a wonderful saying that you're my kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I, w- I wouldn't want to be sane according to the definition of sanity. <laughs> no, 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 definitely no, not. Society is crazy, and to be insane in an s- insane society is great. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh. Um, hmm, what has been your diffi- the most difficult? I think, like for me, difficult. it's been actually facing myself and like saying, like, this is no one else's fault but, but yours, yeah. and so like. I mean, facing your own self and coming to that realization is like, it's one of the most amazing things, but it's also the shittiest thing because it's all you, baby. You (laughs) You have no one to blame. You have no out. You have to be like, this is me. I have to sit with this. I have to change or I'm going to carry on in the same way. And yeah, that realization, I think, was like one of the hardest things I had to come to because it's so easy to blame someone else. Mm. It's so easy to say, I didn't receive this. I didn't get this. I didn't get this chance in life. I didn't get yeah. this kind of partner in life. I didn't. Yeah. And so yeah. facing yourself is probably like one of the hardest things. Yeah. Well, that was for me. Mm. Yeah. And in that, have you come to like yourself more? Much, much, much more. Like, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, like I've come to love Kelly like much more these days because of how open and free she is. Mm. Like she is the most authentic person she can be right now. Yeah, right uh, now, yeah. Like two years down the line she might even be more like yeah. authentic. I think but like that's how that like some people can be in a marriage and it would just get shittier every year down the line. And some Shame. people can be in a marriage and it would just get better and better and better. Yeah. And I think it's that mindset. Yeah. It's like, and I think that's also like the cool thing is like just realizing that like you don't have to stay the same no, and like no, and neither does your partner like uh-uh. you shouldn't expect them to stay the same like who Rope you are when out. we met is 
when you have a framework for that, that's where those changes can be. Yeah. Because we go into relationships with the expectation that it's going to be the same. Yeah. And then something changes because life changes us. Mm. Yeah. The experiences we have, the things we read, the things we hear. You know, there's so much information out there. So you start looking at at the world differently. Mm. You watch a, a TED talk starts to yeah, one talk something inside says, Wow, wait a minute, I want something different. Yeah. Um and then we need a framework to mm. be able to do that with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's amazing because then, like, you're never stagnant. You're constantly growing. And, yeah. like, if we've just done it's this possible. in the last year, like, just imagine when we're, like, 100. Exactly. <laughs> we're well, it becomes be, possible. Yeah, exactly, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think definitely don't, don't like, if your yeah. partner's changing, like, embrace mm. it. Learn. Yeah, it's like, grow with her. Yeah. Like, understand like why she's growing the way that she does. Mm. And, like, question yourself if that's not maybe a possibility that you could grow in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but just grow. And don't stunt anyone from doing that because mm-hmm. that's when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. But the, often then that comes back to the fear that we have. Mm. Yeah. Fear of losing your partner because yeah. of your in own inadequacy. Yeah. 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 When we stop, when, when we let go of that, we free ourselves. Mm. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Maybe that's a good way to overcome that fear of inadequacy. It's like constantly yeah. saying, like, if I overcome my inadequacies, I'd never be able to, like... Yeah, <laughs> or your perceived inadequacies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's it, the perceived inadequacies. Yeah. Because mm. mm. it's been said um, uh, that every issue really comes down to the fact of, of self-worth and self-esteem and not loving ourselves mm. because we're not brought up loving ourselves. Mm-hmm. No. We're brought up judging ourselves. We're Comparing. brought up to be less than we are. Mm. And if we loved ourselves more, we would make some very different choices in life. Most in terms of love, in terms of pleasure, in terms of job, in terms mm. of lifestyle, the way we have relationships. Um, yeah. The way you have sex. Yeah. <laughs> so for so many people, it's just this kind of hamster rat race, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, this location to the yeah, this repetitious life It's very kind of money driven And things driven And that's where we think we're going to find yeah. security Instead of, wait a minute If I love myself, could it be this incredible adventure? And mm. who says it has to be whatever way it is? Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's really, really incredible Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well Guys, this has been beautiful, and watching you guys interact is amazing from some of the places <laughs> that I know that you've been at. Yeah. And, you know, walking into my office in tears, um, yeah. in anger, in such frustration with each other, mm. and to see where you are, it's amazing, and I'm really honored to share it. So <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah. It's been really beautiful, and I look, to, look forward to sharing so much more. Thank yeah, you. And I have to say, you guys can both definitely come back. <laughs> Not everybody gets invited back. <laughs> Yay! So that's really Yay. Good. The urination didn't ruin it. <laughs> a gold star. Okay. Yes. A gold star is a gay person who has never had an experience with the opposite gender. Oh. oh. That's quite cool. It's interesting. Is there an explanation about the gold star? That's maybe? what it is. It's a very... Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, well... They've never had an experience with the opposite gender. So is the gold star the experience or the person? The person's called the, the gold person star. Is oh, the, the gold person's star. called the gold star. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Huh. Wow. There you go. That's what a gold star is. Oh. nice. As our society progresses, let's hope there's much more yeah. gold stars out there. Yeah. Because a lot of people suppress it and then go. Yeah. So... Be interesting then if anybody knows what do you call yourself after you've had an experience with the opposite gender, that would be interesting to know. So the let black us know star. There we go. So that'll be cool. You went to the dark side. Yes. Tuesday night we are doing the first water massage for the year, which you guys are invited to. Ooh, mean. those look good. So yeah. uh, that's happening on Tuesday. The information is on www.eroslife.co.za. Next Tuesday, I'm doing a really cool talk on sexual exploration and awakening the possibilities. Awesome. So, um, information is on the website, erislife.co.za. Yeah. Um, and a really awesome tantric massage course in the next two weeks. All awesome. the information's there. Uh, visit Eros Life SA YouTube channel. We've got so many new videos and new stuff coming up all the time, which awesome. is really fantastic. Um, and thank you for your emails during the week. I really love to hear from you guys. 
um, the impact that we are having and it really is going around the world and it's just yeah. such an honor to be here and to share with you. Mm. <laughs> and I wish you all so much pleasure. Yay. <laughs> this is cliffcentral.com.